What is going on, everybody out hey. there in the world? He didn't make me work today, y'all. We in the car. <laughs> Whew. Yes. On the contrary, she made me work today. Ladies, he made me work today, y'all. I have no idea what y'all talking about. Being in this heat. What y'all you talking about? But she made it up for it. I did. And tell them how I made it up for it. <laughs> just, just let them know. Y'all, if y'all don't know... Real quick, I gotta give these a few minutes just aside from the beach where we are at in Malibu. Y'all have got to go to Fishbone if y'all already don't know. It's the truth. It definitely changed my life like not too long ago. <laughs> if y'all not someone who like does that. tartar sauce, you will do their tartar sauce. Look. I'm just gonna tell y'all right now. So, do yourself a favor and please go to the nearest fishbone in your neighborhood. Yes. Tell them Lady Z or Zoe sent y'all. <laughs> y'all, fishbone is on Reseda <laughs> and Burbank. There is, that's the one that I always go yes. to. I know there's one in Gardena, by there the way. There is one in Gardena, yeah. Los Angeles specifically, family. But, um, yes, there's one on Reseda Inventory that is Tarzana, so that's the valley. Yep. Off the 101 freeway. Um, and then Gardena's, I forgot the location. I don't know if Gardena tastes like Tarzana, so yes. I recommend Tarzana. But y'all let us know if you do go to Gardena. Yes. Let us know, but thank y'all for tuning in. This is the Seat at the Table, Friday, July 26th, 2019. Hey. It's your boy Zoe here with my lovely, fabulous co-host, Lady Ooh, Z. Oh, nice, Lady Z. Oh, hi. She hi. feeling better from last night, which is good. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> she yes. caught. I don't know what she caught, but it's gone now. We by the beach. We are coming at y'all live again from Malibu, by the shores. I mean, legit, because there's like a. What, three foot walkway? Yes. Then rocks, then then sea. Yes. <laughs> so, our car, three foot walkway, rocks, and ocean. There you go. That's how close we are. Because so. we are gonna jump into one of them topics, y'all. Yeah, so. it's deep, which is why we have. Um, I won't say we lollygagged or anything like that. No. We just taking our time so everybody can exactly. get comfortable. And uh, hearing this, because, um, yeah, it is going to go deep Yes, because... And I guess this is why the beach started a double purpose, too. So, as we delve into it, we just let things go. And there's something about the waves and the water that just does it for a majority of people. So, hopefully, yeah. the ocean, even though you can't physically be here in spirit, we hope that you're able to let this go. Yeah. So into the sea of forgetfulness. Yes. So jumping into today's topic. Life has a way of confirming things, y'all. So when Lady Z eventually brought this topic to mind, I was kind of like, oh yeah, I'm down to do it. Like, as I'm down to talk about anything that, you know, she comes up with because it's definitely... And life just has a way of confirming this. So, we're actually talking about today sex, intimacy, and vulnerability. And it's funny because 
as a as a student a part of the California Marriage and Family Therapist Organization uh, my first my first subscription I guess came I guess they sent out a little book magazine to everybody who joins and the first issue I got was on sex and intimacy so <laughs> that's kind of my confirmation that alright today's all right. The day we're going to do this. So, yeah, so we're talking about sex, intimacy, and vulnerability. And so I want to kind of start things off with um, there is a little, there's like a little segment of an interview that Ayala did on a radio show. And she was talking about the R. Kelly situation and some of the victims and um, not verbatim so don't quote me on this but the gist one of the things she said in the segment was she related um, like she was talking about how the parents kind of put their children out there for mentors and musicians like R. Kelly to mentor their child, foster their child's growth in the music industry by honing their craft and all of that. So they can essentially make it and make money. Mm-hmm. And she related she related it to um, people who go into sports. And while there may be some as we all know, of course, there's some differences, definitely, you know, different nuances, different settings, different arenas, all of that. But the gist of what she was saying, I agree with because for a lot of, particularly our people um, as African-Americans, it's either a lot of us feel like it's either sports or entertainment of how we're going to make it. In terms of making real, in terms of making money, money, and so, in looking at those two arenas, and reflecting on what she said, again, I know there's differences, and I'm not denying that. However, I do agree with the with the general, with the general idea and ballpark of where she was going with it by relating that because. When we think about it, for you know, for a lot of young people, those are really the only two arenas that we can do and use. And so, and so, when you know, when a child or when somebody get, goes out there and you know, whether they're going for a scholarship, whether they're trying to go pro, whether they're auditioning, whether they're trying to break into the industry, no matter what, the goal is to make it so you can start making money. However, as me and Lady Z was talking about, you know, essentially in either of those arenas, your career depending on which avenue you go into, whether it's music, acting, or, like, sports, in terms of sports like basketball, football, whatever, your career, for the most part, is going to last anywhere between maybe 
five, ten, at the most twenty years. Look, because you know I'm trying to be quiet and let you. <laughs> Y'all know I'm, I'm trying to be quiet. I'm just setting it. I'm setting it up. I'm so, trying to be quiet. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's kind of like, and again, like because the real the real issue as it relates to the topic of sex is, and I say and brought that up to say that when R. Kelly was picking these young girls and he was doing that ever since his career first started. People kept quiet about it for 10, maybe 20 plus years. Essentially. Okay, and so you know now I gotta hop in. Oh, go ahead. You know I gotta hop go in. Go ahead. Okay, because and we talked about this. Yes, we did. We did so. so, the thing is that we saw him halfway go to jail and then get you know when they made a whole song, had a whole music video. So did him and Jay Z about not guilty. We saw Dave Chappelle's skits about him peeing on girls. Right. We all knew that him and Flippin' Aaliyah was married. Like, my dude. But the issue that we have or that we um, that we as a people and a society have, still currently have, and we're breaking free of it, is the fact that that's not okay. That That's never been okay. And the downside is, is that every... Probably... Every, it, it's prevalent, honestly, in every culture. It really it's prevalent. is. It is it really honestly is. prevalent in almost every culture. You see people getting married. You see in, in every culture, outside, Eastern, Western, does not matter what part of the world you're in. You see where there's a 12-year-old getting married because of a dowry. Um, you see where there's a 13-year-old getting married because it's a it's uh, an arranged marriage. Like you mm-hmm. see those things. And honestly, had this, let this be look about a couple hundred years ago, around Jane Austen's time. If anyone's well, ever read like Pride and Prejudice and all that well, stuff, we had to read for for high school. It talks about that. That was the thing. You were if you started getting courting, we wanted you out in society by the age of 15. If you could be married by 16, 17, we're good. Once you hit 18 and you're not married, there's a problem with you. And that was in Jane Austen's time where that was the case. And that's really, it's interesting because I, I can't guarantee, I, well, not I, I won't even go there, but let me go back to the, the, the aspect or topic at hand is that's always been a thing, an issue that women have had to deal with four years mm-hmm. so then I have to and I wasn't even going to tie this but <laughs> but now I have to because I feel like the Holy Spirit's kind of leading that way amen but so then I look at what Ianla said I actually agree about 40% of with what she said because women the way women are handled and pimped out and have always historically been handled and pimped out there is nothing you you can't really hold what happens with um, these parents, these ze- overly zealous parents wanting their kids to go pro for selfish reasons. There's really no candle you can hold to it if you truly, truly think about it. If you think about it, I'm just thinking about from a historical context, context, excuse me, in a historical context, 
if you look at how girls have been pimped out, oh yeah, all day, all day, all day. But um, I, but I do understand. And again, I can say that I get why, um, why it was, um, why it was uh, compared, because that is true. There's parents that there's kids that don't even want to go professional. Like, you know, okay, let's go, let's go here. Lil Fizz, he talked about it. Um, I don't know how many of you watch Marriage Boot Camp. Um, I watch the hip hop. Mm -hmm version if you will or a hip-hop edition of marriage boot camp um a few months ago because it went off it actually went off air a few months ago so mm -hmm. in doing that little fizz talked about how he actually wanted to play basketball and he had made it i think into varsity when he was in a, a freshman but he had to drop out of high school drop the team so because b2k was going on tour and the reason why he chose to do that was because his mom worked two jobs and three jobs and they struggled and he was like all right if this is going to help my mama i'm not saying his mom tried to pimp him or anything like that but his idea was if this is going to help my mom all right i'm gonna do it and so he forfeit what he really wanted to do for the sake of the family all right so that's that's just where i'm at with it just to even go and that's just to that example is just to kind of go along with what Iyanla said. But historically, from a historical context, no. Like, girls, women, have always been pimped out. Uh, we've, we've always been the ones that get the short end of the stick. And if we're looking at society-wise, black women really get it. That's a double minority. You really get the short end of the stick. Yeah. But anyways... I digress. <laughs> I mean, we kind of. I mean, I brought. I mean, I brought that up because it was just interesting from my perspective to hear that. Because I guess speaking, I guess speaking from the males, like, I mean, again, not saying that sexual abuse and sexual assault doesn't happen to males because there have it's been there are cases and there are certain artists. I won't mention any names that. I know and I for sure know that it has happened to and that unfortunately doesn't get talked about. However, one way and I like how Ayala made that reference because when we think of sports, typically, you know, we figure like, oh, they have talent. Oh, they did hard work. Oh, yeah, they made it. Right. But it's like when you, but in looking at it, it's like, you know, Again, their career is only if we're being honest, the career the career of an athlete is only limited for a certain time without again, you know, cuz that's why most athletes they do endorsement deals, they make cameos in certain shows and stuff like that because as we all know, in any entertainment, any form of entertainment industry like you have to kind of do more than one thing. You know, even in sports, you have to kind of do more than one thing, right. whether it's fashion, whether it's, you know, you're advertising some sports related drink or you're you're advertising some gear like you have to kind of do more than one thing to keep the revenue going. Because, again, let's face it, like once they tell you, like, you know, you, you can't come back from this injury or oh, like, 
you know, your time is up, like you're too old. It's like, mm-hmm. you got to have something to fall back on. And though it's not exactly the same as what Lady Z was talking about with women, there's there's a little bit of, and I, and I say that so as men, we can understand what women, particularly women in the entertainment industry go through mm-hmm. in that on top of being compared to, on top of being objectified, on top of having to battle and make a name for themselves, it's like they have to kind of deal with that stuff too from a, as well as what men go through like because again a female artist's career with the with with the with the few exceptions like most artists careers doesn't last long so it's like you have to fall back on something on top of dealing with all this other stuff too so it's like you know I get what she was trying to say again there are obvious differences that it would take too long to get into but again it's just really something to think about in terms of just these girls and their parents and how it's unfortunate that their parents are doing that now but like Lady Z was talking about this has been going on for centuries and I'm glad that now as she mentioned that I'm glad that regardless if you're a musician a director, a producer you know even a politician whatever the case may be it's good that we are now saying no this is not right under any circumstance regardless if it's a young girl or an older woman it's not right and it's right. not okay so with that being said fellas well, as we transition into sexual I, energy like, please channel that some kind of way like, like because you know okay I will transition good job yes please because <laughs> I'm like I won't do it because you know because <laughs> I honestly well, I, any final comments I yeah. honestly yeah we'll do final comments because I okay because I don't want to minimize the experience of the males because I I agree I agree in that regard I I just don't agree with the complete comparison that yeah I can't like get there's yeah like there's there's similarities, but in no way, shape, or form. I just wanted my brothers to know I still love them. Yeah, like, so. <laughs> though, like I said, again, I know and I'm men, not an angry black woman. <laughs> well, no, like I said, again, I know, like I said, I know there's men, whether it be musicians, actors, or even athletes. Right. I'm, I'm sure, you know, they can attest to, and I'm pretty sure that there's probably just the amount of same, just the same amount of cases if men feel comfortable enough to open that door up and share that. Right. Because I'm sure there's men who've been exposed to some form of pedophilia, sexual... Oh, like in the entertainment all of industry? That. Yeah. They so, prefer that. They prefer the little boys. Well, the girls are freaking puppets. Well... But they prefer the little boys. So, that's what I'm saying again. Hello, Corey Feldman. We not ignoring that. Hello. We we see you. We hear you. We... we it's true. Terry Crews even said the same thing. Well, they and I remember. Um, I won't mention the actor, but we talked about this too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some of the parties, the Hollywood parties. Oh yeah. <laughs> and some experiences. Like I used to work in it. I I used to work very minimally in the entertainment industry, and I'll say minimal because I did. Uh, I was I I was in production, and I remember enough times being at parties where stuff would go down I'd be like what in the world I remember 
all the stories, the things that would happen in certain other parts of the party that I didn't even want to go into. Um, and just it being a whole penis party, um, to be honest. It's dark, y'all. It's dark. It's dark. It is and the dark. Thing is, we ain't talking about no grown men. We're talking about teenage boys, but they're around these grown it's men. It's dark, y'all. We... <laughs> It is dark. Look. There is it is dark. And like look. If we it is dark. Real. We just But no, they love the little boys. Like okay, I said, I'm done. like I'm I good. said. I'm be good. I'm be we good. We have to transition into just I'm gonna be men. good. Yeah, cause he's gonna shut me down. All right. Some women to a degree, but men especially, please channel your sexual energy. Yes. Into something more productive. And that's going to just better you. And whether you're addicted to, hopefully not underage sex, but got to put that out there. Okay. Porn. You know, if you, you know, have multiple girlfriends, you know, if you, the alpha, quote unquote, the alpha male who likes to... <sighs> Fuck bitches and hoes and uh, no attachments. See, now he put it that it way. Up, he but. was really trying to clean it up. And, okay, so I will say this. Because um, the way that I probably would have put it was... <laughs> <laughs> she going she gonna to clean it up for me, so go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to clean it up. Amen, Jesus. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. You know I love your whole life. But, no. The way that... Um, the way that I would say would be... Your, the the way you prove or the way you add to go. your masculinity is uh is equated with the amount of women there we go you um you you enjoy if you will we'll Thank say you, that that kind of like shot a hole in what I was trying to say I so. hear what you're saying yes. see I'm picking up what you put yes down. thank you mm-hmm. but you. yes please channel that elsewhere. There's a video of this guy yes. on Instagram that ladies he actually shared with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I've forgotten. I'm about to bring it up right. actually now. <laughs> She's gonna get it for me as I as I describe it. Basically, the gist of the video is he t- he talks about how he he used to be a player. He used to be, you know, a typical ladies man who used to go out and, um, you know, get things kind of get kind of get any woman that he chose so to speak and he was sharing his experience of how he had this one in particular and how he drove over over two hours to go see her knowing he had work and he did his thing did what he had to do and drove back and was late for work and he ended up getting fired and he and he shared that story as a point for every you know as a point that you know as men we tend to go out our way and do what we can for sex. Um, and, Black Wall Street. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if y'all check out Black Wall Street on Instagram. That's where you'll find the video of the guy. Um, he titles this Strong Men Control Their Sex Drive. So look for that. But yeah, he talks about just how, as you know, 
again, like this, I said, strong men control their sexual drive, their sexual urges, because, you know, he talks about, and as it relates to sex and intimacy and vulnerability, that, you know, again, is more than just sex, that you're really giving a part of yourself, a part of your energy, as people like to call it, to somebody. And so, you know, if you're constantly doing that, if you're constantly, you know, putting yourself, you know, out there to multiple partners, um, whether it be men and women, you know, it's like you're, you're wearing yourself thin. And so, and I say that not just for guys, but for ladies too. If you're, if you find yourself that woman who likes sex a lot, you know, definitely try to, you know, channel your energy into, you know, again, just, you know, kind of take that vow of celibacy, take that, you know, take that commitment to wait because, you know, in this world nowadays, we think, oh, sex is just sex. Like, it's no big deal. But it's like, the reason why it's like that is because everybody treats it that way. You know, you're sharing your emotions. Well, at least it's how it should be in terms of intimacy and vulnerability as it relates to sex. Like, you should be... I'm going to get to you, ladies. Yeah, I see I your head. head. I see look, your head. Look. Like, you're sharing more than just your body. You're sharing... Hopefully your mind, your emotion, you know, the truth about who you are, like you're sharing that with somebody that is doing the same, is doing the same to you. And you both have, or have that same understanding of we're together, Y'all, you I'm and I. quiet over here. But I'm going to just go ahead and slide it her way because she got smoke. <laughs> I can tell she's going to take it there, so... Y'all, okay, because, and you know, absolutely, Zoe, what you're saying, absolutely, and I want to even add too. do you remember in the video, he talked about what, what he decided to do in the interim, mm. instead of actually, he's, and he actually spe- specifically spoke about before he was married. Right. And I, there's something else I want to add to that too, but before he was married, um, what Zoe was saying was absolutely true is at, was absolutely true for this man and then he was like you know what when God was dealing with him he was like okay well um, alright let's try something different so all of his energy that he would have put towards having sex he put towards different projects um, mm-hmm. and he literally he said different. he started up a couple of businesses yeah he did uh-huh. um, he, uh, his creative juices was just like for real flowing and he really was able to do a lot of developing, a lot of um, creative artistry, and then, of course, also the businesses. He, was, he did a lot. He was like, and normally, and he was like, it was interesting because he took that vow of celibacy just like Joe had, Joe? Zoe had <laughs> Who is Joe? We don't know who Joe is. You can't is. see me, Joe. <laughs> right, clearly. <laughs> Y'all got braces, and I'm talking like a nerd right now, but... Just like Zoe was saying, he took that vow. But the thing that we have to realize is not just, you know, saying no to the sex. Because, bro, like, I I know I'm like, unfortunately, I'm not a virgin. And I know how it is. And I'm a female. I know how it is when you ain't had none in a minute. And the thing is, is that the struggle can be, especially if it was recent and it hasn't, 
you know, it has, some time hasn't passed. So, you know, the clink clink lockdown hasn't really gotten to effect. Mm. But if it's like recent and you recently was like, all right, I'm off this dude or all right, I'm out this relationship. You got to figure out what to do with that time. Like idle time truly is the devil's playground. And so if you're the Lord isn't just going to take something and not give you some type of um, substance or something better to fill the void with. Like the Lord will always do something like that. So it's up to us to find out, okay, um, let, what, while we're moving and shifting our energy to something else, like what is that something else? Like let's not move it and shift it to, bruh, I ain't had none in a minute. Like, and that's your focus and your thought because you, and then you end up scheming and trying to figure out how you're going to get some and still be saved. And tell me I'm lying. Anyways, um, well. so you have that. And then let's get to talking about some. Okay, so there's this guy named Marcus Rogers. I follow him on Instagram and YouTube. Um, he's based out of Chicago. Uh, he is a, a minister for the most part. Um, uh, just to uh, just to explain um, who he is, and he, you know, he's a man of God, man of faith. And he said something so profound, and it has stuck with me. He was like, you know, it's interesting how much we how much we struggle as a people, and how much we have sex a lot outside of marriage but then if you look at most marriages the issue with most marriages is that there is not enough sex happening Uh. it's like i wonder what that is and so he was like isn't wouldn't that be the trick of the enemy because the thing about marriage and having sex it continues to connect the intimacy teacher teacher (laughs) teacher teacher it connects the (laughs) I, I got you. It's going to connect the intimacy. Right? It's going to continue you. to rebuild and Thank restore you. that consistently. That is what sex does in a marriage. But if you yep dealing with an enemy that is not for marriage, but is definitely for division in every single way because he can destroy you when he divides mm. you, then you're not going to want to have sex in marriage, but you are going to want to have sex outside of marriage. So look at the bigger picture in all of that. Hello, somebody. And yes, teacher, teacher. Because... <laughs> And this is what I think men need to understand, especially when I say this, and that is, is that it's really intimacy. As Lady Z was talking about, intimacy is key. What is intimacy? Being vulnerable with your partner. The reason why I think... So it's not sex, really? Well, and I argue this because, again, when you think about it, as a woman, and I'm a, I'm a, as a woman, I'm going to ask this to you. Y'all know I know, look. When, <laughs> when young man comes to you, mm-hmm. and let's say after a long day, mm-hmm. he done went through that job or whatever, and he's like, baby, I need you. Can we talk? Can you just hold me? Can you just spend time with me for a minute? What does that do for you? As a woman, what does that do for you? For me, I'm like, all right, babe, what's what's going on? Talk mm-hmm. to me. That's, that's me now. Right. But uh, immature Aziza <laughs> was like, I've had a long day too. That was, that was my response. Ooh, that's a whole other recorder right. for another day. <laughs> But I say that to say no. But even but even let's say even using that, even even if the woman says, "Well, I had a long day too." Like, what if I want to talk? It's like, okay, babe, let's talk. Right. It's like, 
it's in those moments where, and I say intimacy because you're sharing one another's vulnerability. Right. And we all know once you're vulnerable with somebody, no matter who it is, it could be a friend or a clinician, a teacher, whoever, you never forget that person. Teacher, teacher. (laughs) You never forget that person. Like, it's that, it's, it's, and that's what, as I did mention, like, that's what the enemy wants to keep a lot of folks from. Like, that's why divorce, honestly, is so high because instead of turning to each other, instead of talking to each other, even on little matters, especially little matters, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you want to go out with your boys to the club to forget about it. Right. Or it's like, oh, let me just talk to this, like, again, let me just talk to this coworker because she understand. It's like, okay, but why you ain't try your wife though? Don't she not work? Even if she don't work, don't you think you owe her to at least try to attempt to talk to her and see? So then, the uh, my thing would be, so where are you in your vulnerability scale? Are you comfortable that being part. vulnerable is the question of the that hour. That part. And, and the downside is we enter into relationships. We get married with no sense of knowing how to be vulnerable. In fact, being scared because you don't want to lose something that you... Child. Let me just... I'm going to go say this. Son of school teacher. <laughs> look... There's a reason I think there's a period of singleness we everybody has to go through. Yes. Because you got to be comfortable being vulnerable and and honest and intimate with not just you yourself, but honestly with God. Because, and that's why, and that's why they say a spouse, man or woman, is a blessing because. That's somebody physically there that God gave to you. Right. In a lot of ways to where it's like, yeah, I know you're going to talk to me, but they there too. Right. Right. To comfort you. To be there for you. Because what what did he say back in Genesis? It's not good for man to be alone. So he gave him a woman. Made him a woman. From a part of him. So it's like... What am I missing? I don't know. Look. I don't know. <laughs> look. And the th- but the thing is, is that when you are, when you have the issues with the sex, when you have issues mm-hmm. with having multiple partners, well, not even, you don't even know it's an issue, but you've had multiple partners, mm-hmm. you have a porn addiction, or it, you might not well, even know that again, mm-hmm. again, but that stuff is in place, you're then comparing what's in front of you as far as if it's your girlfriend if it's your, even a, a female friend, if it's your wife, you're then comparing them back of your head or either mm-hmm. it's right, it's coming out your mouth to what you've experienced and what you find yourself looking at from time to time because you need to get off. Well. So there goes whatever value she thinks she has because you're comparing me to your friends. Like, you know everyone deals with some type of rejection, but the thing about us women and rejection, it is so real because we come out the womb dealing with that stuff. 
we've always like and i mean you know men have it too but i'll, I'll focus on the women for now i'm not gonna knock the mm-hmm. fact that men deal with it too it is and even worse because you guys have an ego and that's not a bad thing but, well, that's another that's another recording for another day the man's ego is not a bad thing not at all oh, well. we as women in our because we've dealt with rejection and because we've uh <laughs> we're used to having to fight um that's the issue that we then have in being vulnerable and then we also don't know how to stroke the man's ego. He needs that from time to time. Like, you need the hugs. You need the cuddles. You need the reaffirmation of the fact that you're beautiful. You as a woman need that. The man also needs to know that he's needed, that he's wanted. And the thing is, is that you take that from the man. The man's going to be like, well, what the heck am I here for? Okay. So that whole sidebar on the conversation tip. But then back to this, the intimacy part. If those things aren't where they need to be at, then there is no intimacy. If both of you are unfulfilled in that way, simply because either you're not giving, either you have not opened it up to be vulnerable, or you're not even in a safe space to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. then, then there's the issue right there. And there is no intimacy, as much sex as you have. There's still no right. intimacy. Because, and that's where next episode we definitely going to delve into the yeah. traumas, the sexual trauma, sexual abuse. Because cool. that's honestly a big part of where that comes from. And that, and of, of course we're rejection because mm-hmm. as men, and to keep it real, we don't like rejection. Because our egos are fragile, whether we want to admit it or not. We have mm-hmm. fragile egos. And for a lot of us, we need it's he- it's healthy that and it's and it's good that it happens to a degree because you need to know and we need to understand that for women that is deeper than just oh what you oh what can you do what can you bring to the table again some of these and I'm gonna just say girls some of these girls out here yeah they look for that. Some of these jump-offs, yeah, they look for that. But a woman is going to look more than just your wallet, what kind of car you drive, what you're doing. They're not going to care. If you know who you are, if you're comfortable with being vulnerable, being intimate with her, if you're comfortable and strong enough to share those moments with her when you're going through on top of still you know, handling your business at, you know, at work, you know, still handling what you, your responsibilities as a man and what you got to do. A woman is going to see that, respect that and going to gravitate and going to want to keep that. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say, yeah, the male ego isn't bad, but rejection is good because it not only shatters that, I guess some, some might argue, but it helps it it helps us to remind us that a lot of times our approach and how we think that okay I think I know how to get her or, oh yeah like I got her it's not gonna work because a real one a true one a God fearing woman especially she's not gonna go for that and see you know what and I wanna I wanna st- sit there for a second because even with I think that can pervert the male ego. 
because it can. I, I think, Especially I think if it's misunderstood, that, yeah. Right. Because the thing is, again, nothing wrong with the male ego. We as women, we need to learn how to that the man that you just described, the and the, just in general, like that kind of person. That it's, he's a man. He's living his life. Mm-hmm. He has the you know he has the secu- he he's he's responsible right. And uh, when all aspects of his life, that man is the one that that we as women would know is a keeper because he's stable. We need the stability. We need the mm-hmm. security. And that is also the man that we know if something is not happening right with him or if he's going through some things, had a long day, um, or is just going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. That's where we have to learn to stroke that ego. That's where we have to learn to, and that's our way of loving on him. Because, it, because the thing is, you're building him up. Because mm-hmm. our words can build up and it can tear down yeah, across the board, true. regardless as humans. But women, we got a power, and for this many of us, we don't use it the right way. Because if you can talk to anyone in the way that, in in a way that builds them up in a positive way, they can look you as a woman, and you speak life into them. Shoot, they can do anything, and they'll feel like they can do it. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's that's what that and that is like the positive reinforcement as far as the male ego. But unfortunately, a lot of times when we're lacking in some area, a lot of times when there is no intimacy um, and there's some type of dysfunction as well, it's consistently breaking down the man, his ego and with words that will hurt words that will that can kill off whatever. Um, joy the man may have or peace the man may have like yeah that that's a problem too so that's um, i'm backing up i digress i won't i won't that's, go too far in that's that. well that's <laughs> that's i mean the ma- i mean the mouth alone the word talks about it's <laughs> child yeah Gotta learn to, but the thing is, is that the mouth. Proverbs four. Twenty three through twenty six, talks about the heart, but it also talks about how the words of the heart come through your mouth and it springs over, it flows yeah. over, and then verse twenty four specifically talks about um, how we need to put perverse lips far from us. Yeah. And anything that is perverted, anything that is a type of, that has been perverted, perversion in itself is something that is used out of the context for which it was created. Mm. That is what the word perversion actually means. So if we have a perverted mouth, instead of it giving life, it gives death. Yep. For whatever it is speaking against. Hello, shameless plug. That's where say came from. Stop speaking against yourself. Proverbs twenty four is the there verse you go. There that you it came go. from. Um, uh, say say it loud. Underscore the underscore movement. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be sure At to follow on, on Instagram IG. because you know it's 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 real and that's and that's kind of. But like, in all honesty, that is true. That is yeah. That's the issue. So could we say that negative words can um, that are wording? Our choice of words can mess up or build up intimacy. Definitely, and I and 
and kind of referencing what you said that you know and see this is the thing where people think you and see this is where the power play comes in that people fall into every time mm-hmm. when it comes to sex when it comes to you know man woman whatever and that is is that men won't admit it but it's like yeah we need women plain and simple women know even though they may not say it a lot of the time that or some might even dare say the opposite but you I know again that. women right that women comes from need a broken men. place but right. it always comes from a broken place and always. it comes from a place of hurt when always. we say we don't need a man god knows look i've been single for a minute um and and definitely by choice god knows lay struggle <laughs> right because i i know and I again, myself, right? And man. so I was just saying that to say that again. And in terms of intimacy, I think bottom line, mm-hmm. intimacy is the sharing of the truth between you and another person. When we're vulnerable, when we're being intimate with somebody, you know, in terms of sex, yeah, it's like both of y'all there, y'all naked, woo woo woo. But I liked how. There was a poem that I read and talked about how, you know, undress, you know, undress, undress my mind in a way to where I'm raw in front of you. To where even, to where even, even though I still have my clothes on, I feel naked in front of you. To me, that's, to me, that's, to me, that's the perfect description of what intimacy is it's more than just being physical getting it on getting the draws as Tommy would say from Martin it's really about sharing that sharing that side of you that nobody really knows but your mama probably But but you're sharing that with somebody who you love, who you trust, who you, who you want to be with. Right. You share that with somebody. And it isn't just, and it isn't one of those things where it's like, you do it and you expect them to get it. No, sometimes you have to kind of like come forward with it. It's like, hey, can I be vulnerable with you for a minute? And truly mean it because... You know, we t- we try to take things lightly, but honestly, that's only because from our own personal experiences, folks have taken our emotions lightly. So we figure, oh, okay, it ain't no big deal. No, it's, if we're being honest, it's a big deal. It's always a big deal. And that's, and that's what I feel like intimacy and vulnerability nowadays for a lot of people, we're afraid of it. If we're being honest, we're afraid of it. Because the thing is, is that, to your point, as often as we'll have the experience of someone not taking our feelings as serious, our emo, like, our feelings are real. And for someone to not take it as seriously, it's like, all right, you know, if that continuously happens, we continuously try to suck it up. And face that rejection, yep. Hit the We're like, all right, all right, you know, uh, already get in our brains. Like, okay, they're not going to care no way. So we may or may not voice it. And if we do voice it, we already have a wall of, you're not expecting, 
anyone to understand. No way. I'm going to say what I say, but I'm already, there's already a rejection of they're not going to get it. No way. Right. <laughs> Anyways. And so you have a whole lot of layers. If you've been doing that even for a year, you have a whole lot of layers, okay. let alone your entire life. Mm-hmm. So there's all these layers that you now need to go through and have to allow, shoot. And, I, and the, if we want some truth, if it was not for God, I wouldn't even know half the daggone layers. I remember times where I was told that I had a mask and I was like, what are you talking? I had no idea. Literally. And I had someone get mad at me because he was like, I see see your mask. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I had no idea what he was talking about. 12 years after that conversation, because believe me, I remember when I had it. (laughs) I remember exactly when I had Uh it. I was in undergrad still at um, Dominguez. Hey, hey, DH. Um... That's my sidebar. But I remember that conversation. I remember being so confused. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then if I think about the road that I went on to get to this place, to where (laughs) it was at least eight years of a road, Mm -hmm. of a whole road, and some stuff that should have broke me, plenty of things that should have broke me and should have... should have taken me out of here it didn't and I had no idea I had a mask until I had gone through some things that (laughs) I don't wish upon anybody that's Uh, that's interesting and you don't even don't even know don't even know if you're raised to have a mask which I think that's the issue with the stigma of um of mental health in our community as oh as yeah black people. oh definitely really as a uh, many minorities if yeah. you're raised to have a mask raised to cover things up raised to and then for our men raised to suck it up raised to not show emotions because you'll be weak um look then when it comes time that you need to in a marriage say 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 that it's not gonna happen if you ain't been healed or not even just a marriage. Just take it simply something oh, as simple as a friendship. A friendship. It's true. It's like you talk to a lot of men. Ask ask them if they actually know their friends. Right. For real, for real. And, the and ones I'm not that talking about know, just seeing them struggle. Like right. no, like. And if you want some for real, for, I remember my father told me he was like, you know, the only reason why I know so much about my my godfather was that he had known him for 35 years. It wasn't, and he just had started to get to know him within the past 10 years, within that 35-year time frame. And I'm done, because I just took over for the men's side. Look, go, Zo, take it, take no, it. No, it's, it's, it. it's real, because, I mean, like, you know, and shout out to my Sunday school teacher, Lise Cole, because she keeps uh, it all the right way. Like, she she talked about it, because that, that was my defense. Like, I would avoid just... Before you reject me, I avoided you. Like, yeah. the moment I saw something I didn't agree with, bye. Like, I'm not talking to you like I once did. Like, that's what I did. But the prefix to that actually came from Dr. Jackson. Mm. She even said it. She was like, wow. she was like, the more the con- the more you constantly get into any type of relationship, and it don't work out, and you keep and you move on to the next one, and you move on to the next one, you bring in that baggage. You bring in that baggage. And I had to stop and realize and understand that a lot of a lot of my a lot of my issues 
stemmed from, from one, I was taking on other folks' issues that I shouldn't have. Well. And two, I wasn't speaking up in terms of my emotions. I wasn't speaking up when I needed to in that moment because and this is where again going referencing back to that that description of Proverbs and that's why he says out of the heart the mouth speaks because in my heart in my heart I knew what I I knew what I wanted to say was to again cut off and confront and deal with what was wrong mm-hmm. but because I silenced my heart I silenced the truth and when you well, silence the truth well you ain't got no peace and you make a war within yourself and that's what I've been doing and dealt with for so long that I had to really stop and take my time and understand that I can't avoid and Nobody, we can't avoid what's complicated, whether it's intimacy, whether it's communication, whether it's being vulnerable, whether it's sex, whether it's confronting a problem in a relationship or friendship. It's you have to confront it, you have to deal with it because anything else, as we'll kind of get into the next time, is like sexual trauma, sexual abuse, rejection, betrayal, the lies, the cheating, all of that. All of that brings a weight to it. And if you don't speak up, if you don't deal with it, if you don't confront it, that weighs heavy on your heart and your soul. And And that's worse than any other kind of pain that somebody can physically or mentally or anything put on you. Because we're our own worst enemy. We can can kill ourselves before anybody else can. So... You said, yeah. and the thing is, what you just said resonated because I, my thought would be a lot of this, the the carrying on stuff, being quiet about stuff, that's a learned behavior. It is. It's a real learned behavior. And so for those that want to break, break free of it, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's really evaluate how we grew up. Growth requires change. And you, have to rec- and you have to evaluate, recognize where it came from, where it stemmed from, what was the proper way to do it, if you can. Right. If not, ask questions, research. And don't be so quick to give up on people. Don't be so quick to do that because I think we give up on folks um, so quick. And like you said, the minute you see something that you don't like, oh, nope, that looks too much like such and such. That's, but they're not such and such. And if anything, if they do remind you of such and such, that's your opportunity to help them. Right. But the only way you can help them is if you've actually forgiven such and such. Well, then we talked on that, so. Because the actions at the end, I mean, come on now. And again, this is the intimacy. So if we're really looking at how we're handling people, if we really look at that, how much of that bitterness is actually real or did it actually come from or betrayal if you will how much of it is actually real or did it come from you quickly shutting someone down and walking away and then attaching whatever baggage from such and such that happened five years ago to this person too ain't 
that this person don't even know about it. But you, but on your end, you're betrayed. Person don't even know they did anything. They were having an off day. Stuff went down, and that's what came out. But now you are walking around with some betrayal that ain't even a betrayal. So then it makes you look like let's let's get a mirror, and we gotta we gotta be honest with ourselves about that first, and then fix that lens and that filter so that when we deal with people, we're not do, doing it through a broken filter. And well, we're not doing it through a cracked up, scratched up lens. Well, looking like somebody's iPhone that took a trip on concrete. Well. Let's be real. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I mean, you got to though. You got to spend, you got to spend that time alone. Again, spend that time with God so he can work on that and reveal that and relieve that. Because again, like. All that suffering, you're holding on to it. And Child. when folks say let it go, it's just that. Just let it go. Because as you mentioned, that learned behavior, you got trust and believe that person learned that from somebody else. And they learned that from somebody else. It's like all this stuff goes back has a has a has a trace has a vantage point mm-hmm. that goes back. Years, generations, relationships, it backtracks. So it's not you, it's not them, it's not they, the person they knew, it's not that. It backtracks. Right. Because somebody somewhere decided to say, well, F it. I don't want to work it out. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. Or I'll settle. Or that. (laughs) So, you know... Child, we got to come up on the end. We got two minutes and we seventeen to, seconds. Yeah, we're gonna have to move to part two. But yes, <sighs> yeah, because we didn't even touch the other thing. But yeah, we're gonna get, we, we'll yeah, get into it. Y'all, so yeah, we, y'all, we got a part two. <laughs> so yes, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to part one of yes. sex, intimacy, and vulnerability. Let's let's pray about that real quick. So Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to speak. We thank you for. You bringing these topics together because you're the one doing it. And God, we are are just amazed by you. And Father, I pray for healing for everyone um, that has heard this, that even spoken it. God, deal with us first. Look, if we're the ones talking about it, deal with us first. I thank you that you you are our father first and foremost. And you act as a father. You love us and you love us to life. And you don't want anything that is dead holding on to us. And you don't want us to hold on to it. So, Father, we release every negative thing to you. We release every every negative thing. Everything that that is killing us, we release it to you, Father God. And we thank you for your spirit. And we thank you for your love that chases us down and loves us back, Father God, to restoration. We pray this over every person that will hear this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. We'll come back with part two. So, so since I already gave my plug, what's your IG? <laughs> follow me on Love Beats and Heartstrings, y'all. We coming back with part two of Sex, Intimacy, and Vulnerability. Yep. And y'all, the merch is finally here. So yes. Be, we'll show it to y'all. We got some. We got some stuff popping <laughs> for Say It Loud underscore the underscore movement. With two S's. Yes. yes. Stop speaking against yourself is what say comes from. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, y'all. We'll catch y'all with part two. We'll holla. Peace. Holla.